This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events. Governor J.B. Pritzker has spoken. He's ended construction on a migrant tent camp in Brighton Park. But winter's coming, and there isn't a clear path for where to house new migrants in Chicago. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. This move comes after city officials released an environmental report revealing that the 38th and California site still needs cleanup of toxic chemicals and metals. Residents and the local alderwoman of the Southwest Side neighborhood have been pushing the Johnson administration for more transparency and cooperation around this development. We turned to alderwoman Julia Ramirez of the 12th Ward to learn more about her reaction to the news. You know, I actually was taken aback by it because on Monday... I found out from reporters, um, most of my information has been coming that way, that they were halting the construction. And I thought I've been through this process so many times within the two month span mm-hmm. where they're reevaluating, reassessing, and things continue. And so I moved forward with um, my meetings because I had assumed that we would potentially move in asylum seekers next week. And so when I found out yesterday that they were stopping the whole project, Um, very mixed emotions. You know, I feel disappointed in that we did all of this, all Mm -hmm. of this investment in time and money, and that we won't be able to assist in the crisis. And at at the same time, I'm happy because, you know, I was worried and I didn't feel like we were considering enough um, the toxic findings on the site. Yeah, so you addressed a a little bit of the back and forth there, so I want to dig in. Yes. Uh, Talk more about recent developments, Alderwoman, because just last week, I remember reporting that construction started and equipment was being dropped off. Here we are, right? right. And, and structures started going up. So it just kind of feels like we're running around in circles here. Yeah, definitely. I don't think that the process has been as fluid. And I had demanded and I had promised my residents that we would not make a decision and we would not move forward, especially with construction, mm-hmm. without having the environmental report. And it was very difficult because throughout the process, I knew that there were findings, but I didn't have any document. I wasn't given any further information. Then remediation happened, and I had asked the administration to share those details because it was important to work through them mm-hmm. before officially making you know, the move to construct. And then, you know, a week ago, Friday, I got a call that they were going to continue to to move forward with construction before the environmental report was out. I see. And um, at that point in time, I, I I felt that I had given enough grace that I was trying to be um, as cooperative as possible, and I no longer was able to do that. But it sounds like transparency was an issue throughout. It was really difficult. I felt as if things were changing maybe on a day-to-day basis, feeling as if I was being listened to maybe in one moment and considered 
and then only to find out that things were moving in a direction that I did not feel was healthy, safe. And, you know, I'm trying to build up the trust that people feel that they haven't been given since the very beginning. And we've had different moments that I think we could have switched and built up that trust. And unfortunately, we weren't able to meet that. So I mentioned off the top, Alderwoman, that Governor Pritzker ended construction because of environmental concerns. So what can you tell us about what those concerns were? As far as I know, they believe, based off of the IEPA, looking at the assessment, that they wanted more testing, more testing that had already been done. And they believe that the remediation was minimal, that there there could have been more done based off of the remediation based off of those two things alone they they couldn't really project or maybe even project that it would take too long maybe more money because we're talking about a 10 11 acre site Mm -hmm. so that's the conversation that i had yesterday looking forward i think it's really important through maybe the committee of environment um talking to somebody like angela tovar in and getting everybody to the table I believe that it's important to maybe assess and have a hearing um, to talk through maybe what could have been better, what are we learning from this. And more importantly, now that we know that there are toxic findings at the site, people live in, in and around that area. And so what is the commitment from the city and the state to make sure people are safe? Yeah. Maybe not for a shelter site, but moving forward, there has to be a community asset you know, in this area. I mean, to that end, I mean, how do you feel about the fact of the the presence of such heavy metals on that site? Well, from the very beginning, especially with an organization in my ward, um, Neighbors for Environmental Justice, they had already done a lot of research around the the historical, the, um, the site being historically known for heavy manufacturing. And so it came to no surprise because we knew that there were going to be findings, but it was constantly a, things are fine, things aren't as bad, you'll find out later, but it's not good to find out later as construction has already begun, um, because then we don't really, we're not able to backtrack or do the things that maybe the state wanted us to do. How did Mayor Johnson respond to being made aware of the site's toxic past? I, I won't speak for him. I'll speak you know, for people within the administration that I've had conversations with. When I did find out about remediation, it seemed that it was minimal based off of what they told me on the standards that they were applying on that site, that they had done everything that was asked of using that site. It it was hard for me to sign off on that based off of not having, you know, the documents, the, the full data and the scope of you know, how minimal that really, what what does minimal mean, especially when you're talking about something like mercury? What does remediation even mean? Because 2,000 people are living on there. And I don't know how much you've read into the report, but we're talking about like six inches of gravel. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to really say that that's okay based off of Nothing at all, you right? Know, so. I, admittedly, I didn't get too far into the eight hundred pages, but I I get the uh, I get the it, gist it, yeah. And and the whole point is that if we would have had these conversations in October, based off of knowing you know that this site has been you know zoned for manufacturing, 
done this the test before we would we would have given us us um, ourselves enough time two months worth of time to work on this and build it out because i want to make it very clear i think that you know some of the protests have been not wanting to welcome or not wanting to provide shelter mm -hmm. and so it may feel like a win in that aspect it doesn't feel like a win for me because they were really looking forward to move people at this site and now that this so site is no longer viable i really worry about how we're moving forward tell us about the response then from your constituents you mentioned earlier we talked about uh, transparency but also trust that's right with my residents, it's it has been very much day to day. We've done we've been doing as much as we can through our aldermanic office to put out things via social media as soon as we hear it. I do have um, one summer Chicago youth that actually ha helped me with door knocking, and so they've helped me maybe with some of those one on one conversations. But even with that, you know, they're hearing something through a report. The administration is signing off on something that I'm you know against. And so it's kind of really hard to build allyship around something when they're hearing so many um, conflicting viewpoints. In, in saying that, um, I did release a statement to my community and saying that there is a big healing process I think that we have to undertake. This is a big learning experience for me and hopefully at, with the city at large about including the community, mm -hmm. really thinking about how we're giving to the community into this process. Um, because, you know, I think it's been disheartening for me for people to feel as if they're not being listened to. And so we're clear. Do you think that cleaning up the site and then continuing construction is an option at this point? Or is the case just closed here? I, I believe it is a hard sell. I, based off of, you know, us being already within winter time, there may be other viable sites that don't that weren't zoned for manufacturing have you know um a lot of historical usage that may have a lot of toxicity so i would imagine that they're looking at other options um but i, I will have more conversations to see whether or not that's still up for consideration yeah you you talked earlier about not being able to assist but i mean in the meantime what are you doing to provide care to migrants in your community so in the 12th ward, we don't have a shelter. And we also don't have a police district that's physically within 12th ward bounds. Through you know some of the work that we've been doing on the ground and through my aldermanic office, there has been mutual aid efforts. But as an alderman, especially within this crisis, I, I have been wanting to lean in. And so whether or not we use this site, I wanna make sure that it's clear that it's not about whether or not I want to shelter or help. Mm -hmm. It's about this is not a safe site. How are we going to look for other options so I can help in the situation? Yeah. And when you hear folks speak in support of um, Mayor Johnson, like, for instance, I'm thinking of one of his advisors, Jason Lee, who told the Chicago Sun-Times, quote, a huge percentage of sites across the city that have to be developed require remediation. That's just the nature of being in an urban environment, end quote. That's Is right. it that simple? What I will say is that remediation is really important because ultimately we're testing a lot that hasn't been tested, you know, that probably wouldn't have been tested. Had it not been for this situation. Exactly. So that's one. The other part is that, you know, we are leaving it better off if it is the case that we're taking care of it. And so, you know, this is something that I'm definitely learning 
something that I campaigned on and what it means to be like an environmental justice zone. And so how are we doing the work? Not just because we want to use it, but how are we just assessing overall to just keep people safe at any given time? And so remediation is really important, but we just also need to make sure that we don't make rash, rushed decisions, especially with the most vulnerable people, the asylum seekers. Yeah. Not just for the short term, but potential long term, you know, health concerns. Yeah. And moving forward, I mean, leave us with this. What else will you be advocating for in the future when it comes to migrant shelter developments? You talked earlier about getting a conversation going with the Department of Environment. That's right. There, we need to have these conversations very early on. We need to make sure that it checks certain boxes in regards to safety, um, and we need to bring community in. I mean, that has to be very clear, especially if we're putting folks like right in the middle of a neighborhood. There were big concerns about public safety, and I believe that public safety is providing people with shelter and feeding people, but we also need to make sure that it works for everybody. We'll leave it there. That's 12th Ward Alderwoman Julia Ramirez. Thank you so much for making the time for Thank us. Thank you so much. Have a good day. That's it for this episode. It was produced by Micah Yason and edited by Dan Tucker and Brenda Ruiz. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again this afternoon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.